Hey, for those of you who haven't, uh, make sure you uh, check out the website, uh, stonehillwealthmanagement.com. I've talked about a lot of financial stuff and different guests on uh, tax planning, legal planning, uh, my normal uh, uh, questions I answer on investing. But where all this boils down to is one day you're probably going to want to be in a position to work because you're not you have to uh, to work because you to work if you want to, not because you have to. A big part of that is figuring out how much money you need to make that happen. And so I put a free calculator on my website. Uh, when you when you go to it, you'll see it right up in the front. Uh, check it out. You can also download a free copy of my book, Retirement Investing One on One. It's a PDF copy. It also sells on Amazon. Um, but check that out. Today's guest is a, a real estate uh, flip expert. We talk about uh, different between flipping homes, uh, buying long term rentals, and wholesaling and how to determine which one makes the most sense for you. Uh, he wrote a book called Flip, uh, also selling on Amazon. Uh, you will uh, really enjoy it. Uh, B. Octavius, um, you know, is, is, is the author. Um, and I learned a lot, like especially on the reason why there's always a deal in every market, good economies, bad economies. There's always a deal. And it was something that I had not understood uh, in real estate. I just sold an accident about three Mevo's. Wait, I'm like, man, maybe, maybe y'all should like endorse my podcast. Yeah. We, we, we live now, by the way. So, hey, y'all, we're here with another episode of the Ask Philip podcast. I have a guest today, Octavius, B. Octavius Fair. Hello. Um, a real estate expert, y'all. And let me let me do a caveat because I did a little bit of research. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people out here that are... Uh, social media experts or real estate experts mm -hmm. or whatever, but you, you rarely find people who actually like, before they write the book or become an expert, they actually like own properties yes. and do deals, mm -hmm. right? And this is, and so those people like, are not gonna be on the show, <laughs> but I don't wanna bring you on the show who are actually like doing the deal and, yes, and, and Mr. Fair is doing the deal, so I appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my, my pleasure, man. So, so. Let, let's get into it because a, a, a unique thing that I don't talk about often right. is um, the way I started. It was, it's a lot of things that came, that, that, that brought me to um, what I do today, sure. right? A lot of small serendipitous things that, that happened, mm -hmm. but one of the the books that changed my life was Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? Yes. So so, mm -hmm. so so real estate is kind of the core, even though I'm not in it, you know, mm -hmm. and I um, I haven't. It's not the time of my life where I'm investing. And outside of my primary residence, mm -hmm. which, by the way, I think is a terrible investment. Yes. Uh, real estate's a great investment yeah. outside of a primary residence. Correct. Right. right. But uh, so I'll eventually get to it. So I'm naturally curious about real estate. So sure. I'm, I, I have a lot of good questions for you today. Great for you. Um, great. So, but before I go into it, like, how'd you get into real estate investing? Um, I was working a nine to five job and I was working hard and just coming home tired all the time. And a guy walked up to me and said, hey, man. I think you got something better in life in store for you. And I was like, what is it? He said, call me next week. And I just called him next week after that. And he, he explained to me about real estate. He said, I think you'd be really good at it. If you put your mind to it, be dedicated. It can make some real life-changing situations for you. Uh, so I started doing some research on him, got his stats, made sure he was credible. And then I started taking his advice. And then shortly after that, I started becoming successful in it. 
So it was a time versus money kind of situation. How much time I'm putting to make this amount of money. So I chose real estate, which gives me a little bit more balance in family life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and so, um, you know, you, you did the book. How long? When did you write the book? Or when did you start writing the book? I started writing the book in 2017, December of 2017. And the book we're referencing, y'all, is Flip. We got a copy of it. We got a copy of Flip. Right All right, Flip. Find, find it, leverage it, improve it, profit from it. Okay. Yes, sir. So, so, when, so when did you start it? 2017. Okay. Probably the last December. December is the official date for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And and, and uh, how was that process? This is a side note, but how well, was that process? Well, the, the process was I was gathering all of my experiences, mm -hmm. and I was trying to simplify them for someone else to go down the path with me, but I've already taken in the brunt of the hard work. I'm just relaying the information of the path and the road to the least resistance on my, in my book. Fun read, easy read, and it kind of gathers your mind and kind of uplifts your mind and gets your thinking up a little bit, and then kind of directs you on how the process goes when you successfully, successfully want to flip, because there's a show called Flip or Flop, <laughs> which, would, which would indicate, hey, there's not all, all deals are not home runs. Mm -hmm. At some point, you might make a misstep, mm -hmm. but if you, if you really take my book and you really take it to heart and have me as a coach, I haven't made a misstep yet. All, mm -hmm. my, all my deals have been successful. Mm -hmm. Praise God for that. But the real reason is because of the, the background, the, the work that I do in the background of before mm -hmm. I purchase, mm -hmm. all the work that it takes for me to make the, all the numbers and make, make sure it makes right. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of display that in the book so that someone that with no knowledge mm -hmm. will be able to do the book, will be able to do the process in the book and become successful at flipping real estate. So, so let's talk about that because very, very few people that I know that have been successful, mm -hmm. um, like I pride myself on the mistakes. How how do you how do you not make a mistake on a deal? Well, a lot of times people get excited about mm -hmm. purchasing, and you should. But my my theory is you never make money when you you make the money when you buy it, not when you sell it. Mm -hmm. And so I do everything in my power to get that number so far down that mm -hmm. even if there is a mistake, mm -hmm. I still have a lot of room, a lot of equity, margin of safety, margin of safety to, to add for my exit plan to get on out the situation. Mm -hmm. So for sure. And was that something you learned from the from the person you learned from, or did or, or well. You? I've, I've been naked. My dad was an entrepreneur, okay. and he was a printer. And so, um, in his days, you know, I would always see my dad doing his thing in printing, and, and he never he, he made a successful living back then before computers and all that stuff. But he was really successful, and he always told me, "It's where you buy your products that's going to make you money, mm. not where you sell it. Where you buy it, that way you can control that. Mm -hmm. You can't control what someone else purchases it for." Right, so, right. Mm -hmm. And 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 help me understand this, right? So you got so you got. Um, uh, different ways to handicap different types of investments. So, mm -hmm. so for example, if you're investing in the stock market, mm -hmm. right, your your handicap is diversification, okay. right, mm -hmm. right, and and if you want to make home run like returns, right, because one of the things that uh, people say is, oh, you know, this asset class is different than this asset class, and mm -hmm. this earns more. I'm like, well, actually. Stocks alone earn a phenomenal rate of return, sure. But if you want to increase it to what you're compared to other types, correct? You, uh, you can use leverage, mm -hmm. but you got to do it smartly, Smart. right? Mm -hmm. uh, which, which I don't do for clients. It is. Uh, it's, it's, it's difficult. But but my point is, the way you handicap is uh, for safety is don't use leverage and diversify, okay. right? Mm -hmm. If you use the stock market for like long term mm -hmm. money. Um, to give you a safety net for all the other crazy things that entrepreneurs like to do with their money. Mm -hmm. um, then if you go venture capital, sure. right, the way you handicap that is you say, hey, if I got a million dollars, I'm, I'm going to break it up into $50,000 increments, mm -hmm. and I'm going to put fifty grand into 
you know, correct, uh, whatever, a million divided by 50 is. But you just, and you know that I'm going to lose 80% of it. Correct. The 20 will pay for the rest of it, right? Absolutely. Um, uh, real estate, um, how do you handicap those mistakes? Well, right? I, well not, not mistakes, but how do you understand? Yeah, it's a point taken. Um, the real way is that when you get a property or when you're in the prospect of purchasing a property, you need to know one or three things. What is the purpose of the property? Is mm -hmm. it going to be a wholesale? Is it going to be a flicks and flip? Or is it going to be a buy and hold? Okay. Those three components will direct you in which way you need to treat that property. Mm -hmm. Just like when you're diversifying, you have some, some stocks that, that you're a little bit more risky. Mm -hmm. and guess, guess what? The return is the same way. Mm -hmm. It's a better return. And then you have those that are the conservative, and then the returns are small. So in, in a way, in a sense, real estate can be done that way with wholesaling and or flipping and or rental. So usually the closer to a retail, I usually rent. When it's a home run, I can actually wholesale it and or flip it. So I have two options there, mm -hmm. depending on how much work the property needs. If it needs five, 10, 15 grand, which is not much when it comes to flipping a real estate property. If it needs that much, hey, it might be a home run for a flip. But if it needs a lot of work, it might be better to just wholesale it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And then if you can buy it for like a really good price, mm -hmm. um, how do you determine if, if, if renting is better? Or if flipping is better. I guess it depends on your plan, right? Sure. And, and that's a great. And so I have a strategy where I, I try to stick to it. Mm -hmm. I wholesale one, I buy and hold one, and I flip one. And so I use the money from the wholesale to purchase the house. Mm -hmm. And then once I purchase the house, is it going to be a wholesale, is it going to be a rental, or is it going to be a flip? Usually, more often than not, I like to keep them as rental properties because the appreciation is a great market. Mm -hmm. The market is appreciating every year since 2011 for sure. Mm -hmm. And so, what happens is that when I am in that situation, renting is better for me because what I'll do, perfect credit, of course. Mm -hmm. I'm not bragging, but I've worked to get that. Yeah, no, I've worked to get that. I actually get get the properties at probably at 55 to 60 percent. Mm -hmm. I fix them up, get a renter in there, and my bank and refinance my house is at 80 percent of the total value of the property. So you can pull out some so money. I pull out some money, and now the mortgage is five or six percent, which is not too bad in this economy. Mm -hmm. And then I have somebody else pay it down for the renters. Mm -hmm. Over time, that'll win for me, and I make probably between 400 to 500 dollars per property. Mm -hmm. And keep rinse and repeat that process, and then that's how you build your wealth. So, how, how would somebody who wants to rent, how would they calculate how much cash to keep on hand for that for each property for like AC blowing out sure. or unexpected? Um, well, my rents are real high mm -hmm. because I want the clientele of my renters to respect the property that I have, and usually the higher the price is, the more respect comes with that property. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I do keep a reserve amount just based upon. All of my properties. It's, it's, okay, it's, so this is a total portfolio. It's a total portfolio that I have at a at a, a nice checking account that earns three percent, mm -hmm. and so I have all that money in there. And just in case something happens, which will happen, mm -hmm. summertime, summer months, air conditioning goes out, people don't put filters in. You know the process. Mm -hmm. It's renter. So, um, with that being said, I just have a pool of money ready to go for any different property. Got it. Mm -hmm. uh, and and so um, and, and was there a process you used to determine um, that amount? So, so what, what I'm looking for is if somebody's saying, "Well, man, that's you don't have to say the amount, but if if, if you were yeah. to say, I assume that the AC breaks every five years, or mm -hmm. or for you know for a certain amount of rent, I do three three rent checks. Yes, for that property. I don't know. I don't, right. I'm just making up numbers. Gotcha. I understand. Yeah. Um, two ways I get to that number. One. 
on my rental properties, when I know that I'm gonna keep them, they're usually in better condition okay. than the fix and flips because I know that there's not that much maintenance issue on the back end. Mm. And so I'll buy a property 2006, 2007, 2008 to rent, and then I'll flip a property that was built in 1979, 1981, and two because I know somewhere along there there's gonna be some problems later on. Mm -hmm. So I'm using that metric. Oh, the house is 10, 12 years, which is not too old for a house, mm -hmm. but for, for a rental. But for a flip, okay, 79, 80, 81, and two, those houses may have some electrical problems later on, which mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about once I flip the house, mm -hmm. once I sign off on the disclosure and all that. It's good for me right now. So that's the way I can figure that process out. And and then and, w and what are like two of the biggest expenses uh, that you see in rental? So the, the biggest cost. I know I know AC is probably sure. one, right? Mm -hmm. That's like five racks. Ref off the top. Off the top. Because you got to change the because now they went to that new refrigerator. You got to change the whole system. You can't just go up there. Yeah, it's, it's five thousand easy off the top. I'm like, man, can you do forty five hundred? No, not anymore. <laughs> now unless you want some freon. Right. You don't want no freon. We got you. But other than that, uh, it's that amount. So um, the next biggest expense for me is actually probably the plumbing. You know, mm -hmm. it depends on how old the house is. Mm -hmm. I, I had some issues where the, the you know I own some properties out in, in some rural areas. Mm -hmm. The septic tank goes out, and it's five hundred dollars for the people to come out. But usually, it's you know people's negligence of putting things down to the to the toilet, mm -hmm. and then they expect me as a landlord to say, "Hey, <laughs> my toilet stopped up and it won't flush." Well, guess what? You know, so now I got smart in two thousand nineteen. I have them sign off. It how it is, it's your problem, that is regular maintenance. Mm -hmm. If I did anything well past that, if I don't have to call my insurance company, then don't call me. Right. And so I'll put that in the contract and be good with that. Have you ever have you ever had to um, replace the plumbing for an entire uh, no, fortunately not well fortunately not because Again, on my rentals, they're 2006 and above, okay. and, and I keep them trying to keep them clean. Yeah. But the the other ones were were past inspection, and from the people that I sold them to, so mm -hmm. their inspector said everything was good at the time of signing. So I wouldn't have to worry about that. So let me ask, I know I'm asking, but go ahead, you good. About, you're good. Like inspections, like I don't I don't understand what they're looking at, but mm -hmm. like, are they actually doing inspections? Club, you know, well, we, we don't. Look, are they, are they taking like plumbing? Truth, and all truthfully, that? yes. Okay. Truthfully, if, if you got a good one, um, when I bought my personal home, I was kind of hesitant because I didn't know if the inspector was actually in cahoot, if you will, right. with, with the mortgage company, the realtor. They could have been free. Like I need this. <laughs> <laughs> Do not sell yeah, this yeah. property. You know what I'm saying? So I, so literally, I came. He said, "I'm gonna get there by 10. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be slick with it. I'm going to get there about 10.30 to see, check on his work. He said, I'm going to do about 2. I said, oh, okay, I'll get there about 1.30. But I got there at 10.30 to check on his work. And, man, he was checking all the plugs. He was going off to the roof. He went to the attic. He went through the through the to the kitchen sink, all plumbing, all everything. It was mm -hmm. really thorough. And then had the list for me. And Because I, I knew there was a couple of issues going on. I didn't tell him at first. Yeah. So, but then once he acknowledged that, hey, you might want to check this out before you purchase I told myself I was gonna um, probably every five years get get another inspection mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. just to, just to check in and see. Yeah. Uh, they can get be, get rather expensive though. They're like four fifty five hundred bucks now. Yeah, I know, but it's you know I'm just I'm probably I'm a financial planner. I sure. think I think that that the cost preventative costs to me are better better than, than the actual maintenance. Because I know I know nothing about fixing stuff. Gotcha. Right? So mm -hmm. that five hundred bucks is <laughs> whatever. Yes, yeah. right. Um, 
Other, other questions. I guess I only own one property. If I own multiple, right. that, that might be. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> fortunately for me, I own 24. Yeah. 24 properties, so 24 times 500. Yeah, yeah. A little pricey. A little pricey. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll pass. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back on track with yeah, my, with, fine. With great, my great, questions. Great combo. So how, how much um, how much money do I, do I need to start? So let's say I want to start my, you know. Well, that. and here's the thing. And, I, and people think that I, I started my real estate career a couple years ago, three or four years ago. And actually, I started it seven, nine years ago planning it. Mm -hmm. And so I was planning for the credit. I was planning to clean up everything. I was planning to save for that day that when I say I'm going to start, I was actually seriously, seriously ready to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem with most people. They say they want to do it, but they hadn't did the background research to do it. You know, Michael Jordan, you see him in the game, you never see his practice. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't give him credit for him getting there at 6.30 in the morning leaving at 6. But then when it's time to show up, he shows up for sure mm -hmm. and gets it done. Same thing with real estate. You have to be prepared before you actually launch into your career unless you just want to do wholesaling. But I want to do the whole gamut. Mm -hmm. Wholesaling doesn't require any money. It just requires time, effort, and getting us motivated seller to get to the house on the contract, and then you sell it to an investor. But other than that, you do need to prepare for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it, I guess the amount will depend on what you're doing. Sure. And if you're so wholesaling, no money. Mm -hmm. uh, rent, what you, you got to come up twenty percent or whatever the house you want. Well. Fortunately, there's the hard money lenders okay. out there that can, can you do a deal like that with a margin of safety? That money is expensive. It is, but if you go read my book and go through my courses, <laughs> and I'll tell you the truth. So when I first started, and this is true, this is absolutely true. I had 13 houses on hard money loans at 12 and a half percent, and I was still netting four grand a month in profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this market, can you do that? That's what I did. It was, this was 17. This was 17, 17 18. Right. And, I re, and I just refined it because my, at the time, my bank was like, okay, hey, we want to see a little bit more work. We want to mm -hmm. see a little bit more. I know you're in it. I know you're in it. Mm -hmm. But we're going to see just a little bit more mm -hmm. to get because they always want to give me like 8%. I was like, no, I can't refinance at 8%. We'll give me some more work. Give me some more houses. Great equity in it. And we'll get you down to four, four and a half. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let me do some work. I held off about six months. Then I refinanced and got a rate about four and a half percent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, and so for those who don't know, hard money is sure. they'll give you the down payment. Well, hard money is more based upon the asset as opposed to credit or other standards. Mm -hmm. I, hypothetically, if a house is, if you perceive a house and you can do the comps in the neighborhood, we'll use a hundred thousand just for a bar barometric, you know. So if the house is worth a hundred, a hard money lender guy will loan you sixty-five to seventy percent of that, which will which will mean that hey, if you can get that house on the contract for fifty thousand. I still got $15,000 worth of room in there from the loan from the hard money guy. Mm -hmm. Now they loan it out in draws to make sure you're doing the work. Say, hey, it's going to cost 5000 for the foundation. Get the foundation fixed, I give you 5000 back. Mm -hmm. uh, the roof is going to cost another seven. Get the roof done, I give you seven grand back, 7000 back. Mm -hmm. Those kind of situations. So hard money is good. It's a good tool if you have some discipline. You have to have discipline to do that mm -hmm. because at 12 percent you're paying really one percent of what you got mm -hmm. so if you get a 65,000 dollars loan your mortgage off the top is 65 six, 650 bucks mm -hmm. the per month plus mm -hmm. taxes insurance and you know how it goes yeah mm -hmm. yeah so, so, then, so then they so then you have to purchase the property though yourself before you get the money no they'll purchase the property oh they'll so purchase yeah they'll meet you at the title company with the say you got the house under contract for fifty thousand mm -hmm. They will pay the fifty thousand. Now you have to pay closing costs out of your pocket, closing mm -hmm. costs, and probably their fee. Well, you know, 
whatever. Sure. Origination yeah. fee. You know how it is. No mm -hmm. one's getting free money. Right, right, right. But probably costs you about another three, maybe four grand. So you can have four grand, you can buy the house, 50 grand. Then you can either get a draw from them or you can fix it up yourself. Yeah. And the goal is to get it fixed up and you're ready to sell it so that you can get off that 12% and get all the 50 grand, the margin between that. Mm -hmm. So you gotta make sure you get it, at, you get, do the math to get it at the right price. Mm -hmm. yes. And then the second thing is you gotta find contractors that will get will walk right. through your overall cost. Correct, right. And you know, I always, you know, and in my book again, in my book flip, I talk about how the, the relationship between you and the contractor should go. And the money should always follow the work, not the money before the work. Mm. You know, so if they say, Well we're gonna need fifteen hundred to get started, that is not your contract. Mm. You say, Hey, you need fifteen to get started, guess what? You work Monday and Tuesday, I'll pay you for Monday on Wednesday. You always keep them in the hole, which is going to keep them coming back working for you yeah. at a great rate. Don't give them 1500 bucks, you might not see them again. Mm -hmm. Or the work will be so lazy, they'll get around to it when they get ready, things like that. So I kind of leave it practice. And from personal experiences is the reason why I adopted that person. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Have, have you seen um, with the, and this is not a political statement, mm -hmm. this is just fact. Sure. With the immigration policy and all that, mm -hmm. has, there, has it been harder to find? Um, mm -hmm. uh, well, it's it's uh, fortunately you know all all walks of life working what we do right you just have to find the one that you can connect with and hey this is a long term relationship this is not just you coming in fixing this door or this wall for the day mm -hmm. I want you on the team so I'm going to continue to buy give me the rate where you can come to work every day as opposed to you doing it for one time yeah that's the way I do it so so you so you're not you're not looking for. Uh, uh, just kind of want to, you know. Right. I don't need a handyman. I don't need. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need to say, you okay? I'll, I'll come fix that because they're, they're going to be so much higher. Yeah. Hey man, look, I need you for working for a week. I need you working for two weeks. Okay. In these two weeks, I'm gonna pay you seven hundred dollars a month, a thousand, seven dollars a week, thousand dollars a week, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what you do. That'll get my value based upon that. Got it. Got mm -hmm. it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then. Um, how, how, so somebody wants to start, how much time do they need to be willing to um, invest in the process? For, you know, maybe let's say on a weekly basis, if you're saying, hey, I want to get serious, how much time should I think about allocating weekly? Well, I'll give an example. Real estate is a relationship. Usually what you put in is what you're going to get out. Mm -hmm. from, from being married to having a girlfriend or just casual friends, the amount of equity that you build in your friendships, in your relationships, is the same kind of equity you're going to get back. We know that. If you treat them all the time, every time they answer the phone, you call, every time you call them, they answer the phone, vice versa, that's a good relationship. Mm -hmm. And so you're spending time with that person. So when you need something, it's there for you, right? Real estate's the same way. You want to spend two hours, guess what? You're going to get two hours of results. Mm -hmm. You want to spend five hours, same way. You want to spend 40 hours, you want to indulge yourself and get 80 hours. This, your results will follow. I promise you, if you read the book, you'll understand that, hey, it can be done passively and or aggressively. It's up to you, but expect those results mm -hmm. based upon the work that you put in. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. Hmm. And, 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 and this is just another question I'm just curious about. Um, 2019, what's the day of the day? January 20th, Dr. King Day, 2020. 2020. 2020. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. Um, and with the market prices where they are, are there, are there still, Okay, let's set it up this way. On a scale of one to ten, you know, one being uh, no deals, ten being it's crazy money out here. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, where, where are we in terms of deals available in DFW? I'll show you the flip, not the steal. But here's the real deal. 
no matter what the economy does, uh -huh. there's three or four factors that the economy can't even control. Okay. One, they can't control divorce. Mm. They can't control people getting fired from their job. And they can't control death. All of those three situations are opportunities if they own a home that they might be motivated to sell. And so no matter what the economy does, those three factors are going to always be there. Mm -hmm. So your job is to, in any market, to find those people. That's who you play with. Yeah. You don't play with the people that, yeah, I'm thinking about selling. Da -da. Maybe you get back with me in six months, things will change. Yeah. Yeah. That's not your problem. That's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So You're looking for the distress. Distress, motivated people, and heirs is what I like to call them. People that feel like, like, I don't want the house. Just yeah. sell it. Yeah, just, just sell it. Just get on out of the way. And then, you know, that happens all day. Every day. Yeah. So your job, if you do it full time and or passive, is just to find those people. If you find those people, you can get great paydays off of them. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. No, I, I could definitely, I can, I can see that. Mm -hmm. So if the market goes up, down, they really don't care because they, they, they got to get out of it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter to them. So you should get a good price for that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, well, actually, you answered, you answered the, uh, the, the this question. Mm -hmm. Um, how long does each deal take, roughly? Well, it depends on what the goal is. Again, wholesaling should take three or four weeks because you'll find a motivated person. You should have, and the book teaches how to find investors that are purchase any deal that, that makes sense from you. So you should have a closing date no more than 17 to 18 days out. Fix and flips, probably three or four months from the time you purchase it. I say by that, I mean by the time you purchase it, it's going to take you a month and a month and a half to get it actually fixed up. Then it's going to take you another month to find a person to actually buy the property. Mm -hmm. And then if there's a financing deal behind that, it's going to take another 30 to 45 days for that financing part to actually fund the deal. Mm -hmm. So it's usually between one, about three and four months for a flip. And then for a rental, it should be, it should be able to turn that around about six weeks because you're not putting that much money in it. Mm -hmm. But you just, I start marketing as soon as I get it. I have people walk in and totally rehab, need to be rehabbed out. Hey, this is going to be your new house. Do you want it? Absolutely, because the renters out there are just fiending for uh, rental properties to rent as opposed to staying in apartments. They want housing. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm -hmm. huh. and, and then where are you saying, I guess, this may be a question you already answered, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm going to ask it. Where are you seeing the most opportunities in DFW? Well, I'm a Southern Center guy, okay. and that's just what it is. I want to master my backyard. Mm -hmm. So I'm Cedar Hill, Duncanville, DeSoto, Lancaster, DeSoto, I said DeSoto again, some Midlothian and Wasahatchee. Those are my areas where I know the market trends. I know what the house should sell for. I don't want to do any guesswork in, in the ARV by going north because I don't specialize in right. that. So I want to make sure at least in my first five to seven more years of actually doing flipping in real estate, I want to concentrate on here to make sure that I can approve those ARPs, mm -hmm. AR, ARVs, make sure I can get to that number. And I, in Wasatchee, DeSoto, Midlothian, Lancaster, Cedar Hill, I know the market. Do you move into uh, Oak Cliff? Yeah, I got, I got properties in Oak Cliff. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, anything below 35, anything below 30, or 20, I'm sorry, below 20. Okay. 20, my, my fault, 20. Okay. Well, well, we'll get to the fun questions now. Sure. So, yes. Uh, um, what are your favorite, where, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Dallas, but I lived in Kentucky my formative years. Okay. My dad was in the military. My mother just came to Dallas to have me because my dad was off doing an assignment somewhere, off in Germany or something like that. So when I was born, I was actually born in Dallas, spent six months here, and then went to Kentucky okay. Okay. back home with me when I got, you know, maybe six or seven weeks or something like that. So, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and so, um, so in, in, in DFW, where do you, uh, uh, where are some of your favorite restaurants to go? Well... My favorite restaurant is, uh, well, I got two. 
for for Mexican food, it's Uncle Julio's. That tastes good. Yeah, it's really good. Love the fajitas there. Plug that for Julio's. <laughs> They're the best. Um, and for seafood, broil, you know, crab legs, and you know, shrimp mm -hmm. little thing to come out. I go to a place called Red Claws. In, in, uh, Red Claws? Red Claws in um, Arlington. Well, if you do, well, be prepared because every time we've went, it's unequivocally, there's at least been an hour wait. Even if I go like Wednesday at 3 o'clock? Well, I don't know about that. I'm going to try that. Because what happens is, I'll, my, 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 my friend will say, hey, I'm on some red claws. I said, okay, we'll go on out there and call them when they see you. See you. <laughs> <laughs> and it usually should call said, they said it's an hour and 30 minutes. And I'll start getting in the car about an hour 15, mm -hmm. going my way out there. And as soon as I pull up, the bills, buzzers going off, and ready to go. I said, I'm not finna wait nowhere. I can be making money. I can be doing some deals. I can be talking to some motivated sellers for an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Kidding me? I'm looking to get paid out there an hour and 15 minutes if I'm investing that. Mm -hmm. So she'll go out there and, and scout for me. And then that's the way we eat. That's the only way. Yeah. Absolutely long. So it must be good. It's great. It's good. Hey, <laughs> hey sweetness, it's my wife. If you're watching Red Claws. Red Claws. And we're not going on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Saturdays, Sundays. I think we went, I think we went, the book signing, we got the book signing, I'll give you an example. We got there, I had somebody get there at 5.15. We didn't get seated to 7. Mm. God. Yeah, but it was jam-packed. But it's good food. Yeah. Good, good, good uh, crawfish too? Yeah. The, I didn't eat the crawfish, okay. but they seasoned the same thing. But, okay. but it, it's, yeah, yeah, you're from Houston, so you should know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Close yeah. to that bayou down. Yeah, yeah, this, this, this is about the time of year where we like we went this weekend to yeah. uh, to uh, Bayou Cats, uh, and I was like, I'm and like, I'm and I was like, they're like, they not big enough yet. Yeah, well, I'm gonna wait another week. Yeah, they're not big they gotta grow up. Yeah, yeah. But I seen some big ones because uh, so, uh, some people at the table had some some crawfish. They was kind of big. They was like they were growing. We might got we might gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go, man. We gotta uh, go. So next question is. Um, what about some, when you do get downtime, uh, what are some shows you like to binge watch? Well, well, I'm a musician, so I actually, I like to play to myself, because okay. so the downtime is so valuable to me, but I don't want to lose my fingering, I don't want to lose my craft, so mm -hmm. I'll spend some time playing the piano. You know, I'm not the best, but I am marketable, I got a gift, for sure, mm -hmm. and I just want to keep that manifest. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I like skipping Shannon on Gone Undisputed. <laughs> Undisputed, you know, yeah. Shout out to you, Shannon. I see you. You're doing your thing, man. Keep doing it. So, yeah. And yeah. Uh, things like that. But that's you really, other than that, playing the piano and going to church. I'm a real church guy. Uh, grew up in the church. Um, it, it, it brought confidence. It brought me, yes, you can kind of do it. Mm -hmm. So, I'm kind of loyal to the church. So, yeah. I do that. Too. Where, where do you go to church? I go to a church called uh, Transforming Life Christian Fellowship. Okay. It's off uh, Regal Road and 35 in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Pastor Ty Tyrone. D. Gordon is the pastor. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So come check us out. We got a nice little music department, nice preach words, great experience. Come check us out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. What about movies? Like, what are your all-time favorite movies? Well, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but uh, my my all-time best movie is actually Pearl Harbor. Okay, because I've never saw that. You never saw Pearl Harbor? That, that's the newer one. I mean, they made one last like ten years, right? I think it may be 15, 20 years. It may be okay. Pearl Harbor may came out in two. It came there right there after uh, Titanic. Okay, they're contemporaries. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe five years span. Okay, but you know, I, I I like the you know my again my dad was in the military and he told me you should never go to the military. But I always like to watch the military kind of movies mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Pearl Harbor's an excellent movie. It has a little love twist to it. Uh, 
I can't identify with it, but it's a great movie. Yeah. Check it out, Phil. Check it out. Yeah, check it out. You know what? I'm not going to even lie say I will, because war movies, like, I tried. Mm -hmm. I just can't. Like, you can't? I just can't. I, can't. I, 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 I love the troops. I respect the troops. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's just, it's just, because, you know what? Mm -hmm. I don't get a lot of downtime, mm -hmm. but when I do, mm -hmm. I'm like, cool. I do, like, sci-fi. First, first, I do what my wife wants. Yeah. And yeah. then if I get any yeah. extra time, it's my it's my sci-fi and comics. And then outside of that, it's like, uh, yeah. If I, if I if I watch this for two hours, I could be watching this for two hours. Right. Right. Well, in Pearl Harbor, it's about three hours long. Oh yes, it's three hours long. But if you watch thirty minutes of it, you're done. You're gonna be all in. So for real? right. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think what because you might watch this. I tried to watch a couple of war movies, mm -hmm. and I always just. Like fall asleep, fall asleep. Mm -hmm. and I don't know why that uh, is. But yeah, and that's for most people. It, but I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a you like what you like, right? I'm I'm a, my, my wife hates the stuff. She's like, why are you watching this stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I get it. You know, different strokes, different folks, but what, it all works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about podcasts? What podcasts do you listen? Well, to? I'm start listening to yours for sure. Hey, I appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> yes, Have you heard of Bigger Pockets? Yes, I heard of Bigger Pockets. Yeah, Bigger Pockets. And then what about books? What's some books you? Well, my favorite book, of course, is the Bible. The second favorite book is my my book, Flip. <laughs> <laughs> my third book is uh, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. I like okay. that. Uh, uh, I wrote a Never Eat Lunch Alone. Uh, oh, really? Yes, 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 yes. So I like that. And that kind of inspired me to say, you know what? I need to build my network. I need to build the people around mm -hmm. me, at least a class of people around me, if I'm trying to go, truly trying to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so that was good, though. Yeah, I'm trying to think of that dude's first first name. That, I read that probably like 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. I spoke at a conference I went to. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, this it, is simple. But it, it's simple, but he's on it, though. He was a power broker, man, mm -hmm. and just knew everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, maybe that's why I subconsciously do it. Like, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And it probably, it probably I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm thinking about it, it came from that book. Sure. That, was, that was the first time I was exposed to the concept. I, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, interesting. Mm -hmm. um, where can everybody find if they want to like buy the book, find more information about you, learn about your courses? Well, sure. The the best way to find me is go to my website, beoctavius.com, B-O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S.com. Mm -hmm. That way I have an option to actually meet you. You can come purchase a book for me directly. You can go to my website, purchase that, and also sign up for some courses if you want to get a little bit deeper into it. Because I want a personal relationship because my goal is actually to build the economics around people around me. So everybody around me coming up, then we're doing the, then I'm doing my job. So I'd rather you go there. It's on Amazon, but I'd rather you come to my website and purchase. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, since you talk about investments, this is not meant to be investment advice. This is for educational and information purposes only. 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 <laughs> but I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Coming out. Appreciate it.